Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And as always, go Utes. What's up, you fans? Go Utes! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Thanks for being here with us on a Monday night, seven days before Christmas. How's everyone's stress level? I'm fine. My wife's doing everything. You know so what? I'm doing great. I'm not stressed. You two are both. You're two. You're awesome. men, so your stress level is fine. Until the, until is... the credit card bill comes, and that's where my stress level <laughs> hits. Mine's up here. Anyways, thanks for joining us. Um, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you like the video. If you are here live in the chat, we want to hear from you. Let us know how you're feeling on the topics that we're going to talk about. Because, yeah, we want to interact with you. We want to uh, give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Thomas Orthodontics. Look him up at thomasortho.com. Follow him on Instagram. Make sure you look him up if you need anything done to your teeth over the next little bit. All that sugar that you're going to eat over the holidays. If you have any issues, look him up, thomasortho.com. And yeah, we obviously it's game week. We have a game this week, Vegas Bowl on Saturday, which is kind of weird. <laughs> way weird i haven't that thought we about have it game. honestly but one of the main reasons we kind of wanted to get on here tonight was there was a lot of discussion over the weekend online social media all the nil <laughs> transfer all that stuff and oh, there rose. it is hey, rose. wait a minute where is she <laughs> rose how the wrong comment oh wrong comment showing oh it's <laughs> You're highlighting Texas Mike. Rose, he has a Utah shirt on, but thanks for calling him out. Thanks for calling me out, Rose. Appreciate it. Yes, so <laughs> we will get to the Vegas Bowl. However, we do want to start first and foremost with just some more of this NIL transfer portal <laughs> madness because we had a tweet over the weekend that kind of went crazy. A lot of you have a lot of opinions about it, so we just felt like we wanted to talk about it some more. So, Gary, you want to take this away? Uh, okay, well, so this week, like like Bringe said, uh, James tweeted this, and I, I think another one as well, but this was the main tweet, and it got a lot of run um, the past few days, a lot of comments, and quite honestly, um, most people agreed with the sentiment that James gave. So you can look it up on Twitter or whatever. But that's the topic we want to talk about and kind of explore a little bit. So, James, I'll just say this. Want to explain yourself. Explain, yeah, what you said, why you said it. 
and then let's get this thing going because it's a big deal yeah, right let's... now. There's so much going on in the portal and the money and all of it's all interconnected. Uh, so, I mean, I think we all have some pretty strong feelings about it. I know a lot of people have some strong feelings about it. So what what is your view then? And what caused you to say that? Whatever. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious, right? Uh, my my opinion on the portal is it's it's pretty easy, right? Like I I understand the portal can be very very good for a lot of kids, right? I think the idea behind the portal was I'm a kid that commits to a program. I go to that program and I'm fifth on the depth chart. I'm fourth in the depth chart. I've never seen the field, so now I have an opportunity to go somewhere else, play. You know, and and that's the idea behind the portal. But what it's turned into is it turned into free agency. It's turned into I'm a bigger school. I can offer this guy more money. He's really good over here. So I'm going to go and poach him and bring him over. What that's done to the fans is, and and my post says this is I'm. We all already know this, right? To go to a game is not just I'm going to buy a ticket and go to the game, right? It is. Crimson Club fees, it is parking, it's it's tickets, if you want to tailgate, it's, if you want food, it's all of these things wrapped in together. Plus, I saw one today, and I didn't think about it. If you go to the school, you're paying for the actual school itself. And then at the end of all of this, at the end of the day, they still say, hey, we recruited these guys. You, uh, you want them to stay. Now we need you to donate us more money to get them to stay. And to me, that's where it, it really is broken. Is it's just there's so much money. There's schools that have more money they know what to do with, and they're just going to go out and use it as free agency. And it it it's really frustrating to me because um, as a like as a coach, you have to go. I brought this guy in. I developed him. Utah's notorious for this. Utah's notorious for bringing in a player that's a lot of the time it's a quarterback or a running back. And they change his position. They make him into what is an NFL caliber guy. And now we're at the world where they change his position. They make him into a really good player. And a school X comes in and says, hey, we'll offer you a bunch of money now to come over here and play for us. And I can't blame the kid, honestly. If I'm an 18, 20-year-old kid and they say, hey, I'm going to pay you $200,000 to come play football here, I'm going to jump on it too. But as a fan, it's just really frustrating that we spend all this money and then they want us to spend more money to keep guys that have already been brought into the program. It, it just, it, it really gets to me. I'm really frustrated. Um, it's not just Utah. That was one thing, Gary, on the tweet, I'll say it was across the board nationally. This wasn't just Utah fans chiming in. No, no. There no. were you know, every single fan base chiming in. It, uh, in agreement that look something needs to change how it changes i don't know the ncaa is completely worthless they're not going to do anything so that's kind of where it, it stemmed from was the 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 beginning of the tweet and my frustration is still it's still there for sure a uh, couple oh. thoughts just off what you're saying um everything right now it's it's the money it's the bag it's what someone can get now, there's always been money in college football to pretend there wasn't money being paid out to athletes and under the table in the past. I mean, you're naive to think otherwise. But 
right now it's all about money. And we have good sources. We know people. I know people who, uh, in, in regards to recruiting now, is that you used to go in and be able to offer a recruit a first-class university and a first-class education with first-class coaches, head coach at the top, and then everybody else. That was the pitch. And we're going to bring our, we want to bring your young man, your brother, whatever, your son into the program. But what I hear, and I've heard this from others that I've listened to coaches online, on other podcasts, is that they go, well, that's all well and good. But the first thing it question is, how much are you going to pay me? Yeah. So do I understand it? Oh, I understand it. But that is going to ruin the game. It's all, it's all about the money. And, and, but it's connected. So I think it was Rose that was saying something. There's nothing wrong with kids making money. No, no one's arguing that. Uh, kids should be paid. Should have been done a long time ago. But the system is so screwed up now is that you have money, unlimited money, and unlimited free agency. And kids have no, these kids, and we're talking kids, 18, 19, 20, except if if you're Bo Nix, you're 28 years old or whatever it is. (laughs) I'm sure I'll be corrected. But it's rare. We're talking about these young guys, and they're they're coming in and saying, pay me 100 grand, pay me 300 grand, pay me a million if you're a five-star quarterback on a guy who's 18 years old who's never played it down in their life in college ball. Yet you're supposed to give them a, a million bucks, and they may absolutely stink, or they may get hurt, or... They might leave. And then after a year, they walk on you, no obligation. So, look, the way it is now is garbage, and it won't last. It can't last. Not um, on that, brand anything? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have lots of feelings about this. Um, and I, I do want to make sure we say this is not criticism of Utah football, of Utah athletics, of the Crimson Collective in any way, shape or form, because they're just doing what they have to do to like fall in line with what's going on. So no criticism towards them whatsoever. Where I have the problem with it is the way this is all happening and it's leaving a really bad taste in my mouth that it feels like now NLI or NIL, whatever you, however you want to say it, I guess NIL is now falling on the fans. And I don't know that that was an intended consequence of this NIL stuff. I think it's becoming an unintended or an unplanned consequence of this where suddenly I've had season tickets for what, 15, 20 years. So I've paid for season tickets. That's been my way of supporting Utah football. I also support in the merchandise that I buy. I support in the away games that I go to. We typically go to an away game every single year. I've gone to three of the championship games. We go to bowl games. We've gone to the last two Rose Bowl games. Like that's been the way for me as a fan to support my team. And now suddenly it's like, okay, you have to do all those things 
And at the same time, you as a fan need to donate to pay the player's salary, which is basically what it is. It's just a salary at this point. And that's leaving me feeling really icky. I really am not okay with that because like you've already talked about, you don't know what this kid's going to do. Is he going to stick around? Is he going to play? Who knows? But I don't like this idea of like, let's put it on the fans. Because a lot of the stuff on social media is also like, well, you can't complain about it unless you're donating to it. Hell no. I can complain about it. I have been supporting Utah football for many, many years. And now suddenly the way I support is not good enough because now I need to pay the players. Like it's, it's all wrapped up into all of this and it's making it yucky. And I just really don't, I don't like how it's going out to fans now and putting fans on the hook to also be a part of this. So Texas, Mike, I've heard, I've seen this a bunch of times. I've, I've seen this. I've heard people tell me this and, uh, Here's where I disagree with that is so we have the collective. It's the collectives who are paying the players. That's not the school. There's no money. The school doesn't pay anybody anything, nor does the NCAA pay anybody, nor does any league pay anybody. Everybody's being paid by a collective, which means people have to donate, which are businesses. Why is it that the NCAA the leagues, the schools are making all this cash with TV revenue, game receipts, merchandise, and everything else, and that's not the money that's being shared with the student-athletes. Collectives shouldn't have anything to do with it. It should be the money that the schools and the leagues and the NCAA make, and that should be filtered through to the players. As it is now... Think about it. The schools, the league, and the NCA, they get all that money from the bowl games, regular games, concessions, on and on and on, and they pay nobody. And they, they require then boosters and people with big money to be the ones to pay the players. That How does that work? That's a joke. That needs to change. Well, and for me, there's no regulation on it. That's that's really where it's killing me. I've seen a couple of people, and I agree. Like the comment is, pay all the players, right? Like, and I agree. I, the players should get paid. Okay, if you, if you watch like the Johnny Manziel documentary um, on on ESPN, if you haven't watched it, do it because it talks about how much money he brought into the school, and he made nothing. I mean, he brought in millions and millions and millions of dollars, and then he had to go into hotel rooms in Miami to sign helmets to make money. So it was it's crazy. So yes, I think that players should have the ability to make money. The the problem is that there is no regulation on this. Okay? It's every player should make you know $80,000. I don't care what the the number is. And then if they want to go get additional sponsors, they can. Well, that's kind of where we're at right now, but those additional sponsors are coming out of big money saying, "Hey, Come over here and we'll give you the big money. And, and it's just, there's no regulation. It's broken. Um, and I, again, I said it earlier, I don't blame the kid. And this is not a Utah specific thing. This no. is a across the board sort of, I mean, I see guys transferring from schools and I go, well, that is very odd to me. I don't know if you saw this and I have no, I have no information. I have nothing to back this up. 
I'm not making any allegations whatsoever. I'm just saying the quarterback just left um, Ohio State. If you saw, yeah. he left Ohio State to go to Syracuse. So again, I'm not making allegations, but those sorts of things happen that just kind of make you go, okay, is he making a bunch of money? Did somebody offer him a ton of money? Now he's going to go over here and make bank and left his school in a lurch. I don't know. That's really to me where, where it needs to be fixed. What the solution is, I don't know, because you're right, Gary, the NCAA is sitting here going, why are we going to, why are we going to pay anything? What we don't have to pay. Anything. We're just making money. We're, we're printing money. The universities aren't going to pay anything for the same reason. They're just bringing it in and they don't have to put anything out. They're relying on the Ken Garfs of the world to do the truck thing. Um, and that's amazing that there's people that are doing that, but then you get the individual donors that are going to go pick and choose players to make their team better. And it's just, it's, I hate it. I hate the state that college football has got to. I was reading an article well, and you can look it up. It's on Mike Farrell sports. Okay. And I've read other articles like this, but the site is Mike Farrell sports and the guy who wrote it, what's his name? I should probably give him some accolades. Rock Westfall is his name, but the title of it, is world-class education can't beat the bag. In other words, can't beat the cash. So I saw a guy today who's been recruited by a, a school whom we know. Everyone would know the school. And he gave is, his reason. Texas Mike's favorite school by chance? And he said it has nothing to do. And he, he kind of a backhand slam. It's not about having a truck. It's not about this. It's not about this. It's about going to the school I like and all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Good for him. Whatever reason someone has to go to a school, fine. But if your head is in the sand, if we don't think the money is going to talk and it's going to talk more and more and more. And people keep saying, and it's probably here, yeah, they should be, and you've said it, James, and yes, they should be paid, but it's good for the players. Let them da-da-da-da-da. However, if you get down into the weeds and look at the individual schools, so if, it, if the system is like what it is now, there are so many schools that will not be able to compete in the future. Mm -hmm. They'll just have to be relegated. I don't know how it's all going to work, or the schools can't compete. They're all over the, even the big conferences because it's about the money. And some of these schools aren't about the money and don't have the donors. Compare some of these Texas schools and the big money compared to like Wake Forest, mm -hmm. Purdue, and places like that. Uh, and this guy outlines this in his article. UCLA, for he even used UCLA. He says Cal and Stanford, are good. they could care less about football. And so if you're going to survive in the upcoming world of college football, you're going to need money, so you have to have donations to that. And if you can't get it, you cannot succeed. There's going to be a ton of schools that will not succeed. And so you ask yourself, can Utah stay with the big money schools in the country? And that's the question that scares the crap out of me. I don't see how we can. You think of Texas A&M, they're garbage. They just paid a dude 75 mil to walk, bring another dude in for a huge money. There's just these schools, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, some obscure schools that make a ton of money, they can handle this system. How how can Utah compete? Because the, the they can't. kid comes in and goes, hey, man, 
hey, Coach Witt, one of the greatest coaches in, in the top five in the country. We've, we've done this, we've done this. Utah, this accredited university, get you a degree, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sorry, how much can you pay me? No, I can't. Well, this school out here in the Big Ten, SEC, we can double that. Boom, gone. That's, that's the greatest worry I have if there's no guardrails on it. Enough said, whatever you... I've ranted a bit. Well, I was just... One of the thoughts I've been having, too, is like, this is going to have a huge effect on... The NFL. If you don't think that this is going to then have oh, an yeah. effect at the next level in the next few years, it absolutely is for a number of reasons. But a lot of it, a lot of this is transfer portal and NIL together is Correct. has created this horrible, perfect storm. And there's no guardrails on either of it. And so you've got guys who can transfer just whenever they kind of want to. Plus the money's being offered to them just being thrown at them. And so you're going to have guys that you've already said, they're not going to get developed. That is something Utah is so good at doing is developing talent. And then when they get to the NFL, they are ready for it and they do very well. They're very successfully in the, in the NFL. Suddenly now you've got guys who are, well, you can't pay me enough. This other school is going to pay me. So I'm going to go there for a year. And then I'm going to go here for a year you're not going to get developed and suddenly you're going to get the, to the NFL and not be ready. And what happens in the NFL when you can't just leave, you can't just break your contract and leave after a year if things aren't going very well. Like it's, it's creating players who are not going to be ready for the next level. And we're going to see it affect the professional league. We just are. So there's so many ways it needs to get fixed. I don't know who's going to be able to do it, but it's a mess. It's such a mess, and I hate seeing it. It really frustrates me. I do want to – how are we going to fix it? But let me – can I ask this question, see what you two think about it and people in the, in, in the chat? Is this system – we always talk about what's best for the student athlete, what's best for the kids. Do we think this – system as the adults in the room looking out for the young 18 19 year olds is this the best thing for their future the way they're operating in this because let's face it um i don't know what the percentage is but i bet it's 98 percent of all college football players don't even sniff the nfl it's it's really minimum or minimal, and I think what the average league time you're in the league is like three years, something like that. So yeah. you ask yourself, is what is going on here really in the best interest of our youth who are supposed to be going to college? No, no, because again, it's putting all the emphasis on money and not on education. It's putting all the emphasis on what can I get for myself? What can I do? What? How much money can I make? And then all of a sudden you're done with college because that there's a point where that's going to happen. And if you don't make it in the NFL, what do you do? And suddenly you're going, well, wait, so-and-so doesn't want to pay me for doing X, Y, Z. What am I supposed to do with myself? No, I, like I already said, I don't think it's preparing these kids for the next level, whether that be professional football or whatever it ends up being for them. I don't think it's preparing them for that. I as a balance on it personally. I think that um, 
I think mobility is is a good thing. I think having options and mobility is a positive thing. I think everybody in here, uh, if they can improve their their status, their their financial situation by moving to another company uh, that offers them more money, I think we're we're all going to do it. But the reality is there's stipulations behind that. There's rules with it in real world, right? There's consequences on on both sides. Um, and there's risk that, that's involved in that too. That's one of the big things here is that from what I've seen, the players don't have much of a risk from a lot of the time. It, and so they just kind of have this freewheeling kind of, I'm going to jump from here to here to here. And then you're right, Brain. Once college is over, it's, oh, now what? Um, I could set a bad precedent. I, I don't know. It's tough. I, I am for players being able to capitalize. I'm for players being able to make money. Uh, I'm, I'm for all of those things, but it's being at the expense of the fan who at the end of the day is one who, who's paying for this. And then I'm with you, Bryn. I think that it's going to affect the NFL. Um, I think it already is affecting the NFL with less and less guys are coming out as early. They're staying. I mean, there's, there's guys next year, uh, but I mean, Cam Rising, for example, by all accounts, He's going to be making more money staying and playing quarterback at the U than if he were to leave and get drafted late or go undrafted, right? So there's benefits for him to stay. It's, it's, I don't know. It's tricky. I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and pretend like Utah hasn't benefited from the transfer portal. That's not what I'm saying. I think the transfer portal is great for certain situations. Cam came to us from Texas, but he wasn't the starting quarterback at Texas, right? He wasn't the man. He was third, fourth string on the depth chart and saw, okay, I'm not going to play. Found another opportunity. And that's where the transfer portal needs to be. And it, it just can't be free agency. That's, I, I think I've said it a thousand times, beating a dead horse. It's this free agency mentality of, okay, we have a, we have a running back transferring. Who's out there? Who can we go get? All right, go offer him X dollars. And then he's going to go into his coach and go, hey, coach, this school is offering me a bunch of money and Gary, I'm with you, man. It's going to, it's going to ruin, not just, not just like mountain West schools, right? Everyone thinks about like, no, no. It's about like Utah state or Fresno state. No, dude. Think about like Utah, Utah, a lot of power five schools, Arizona, even like Washington. Like I think about Washington, Washington's a very, very good program. But are they going to have the kind of capital and donors coming in to be able to keep up with Ohio State and Michigan and probably Oregon? I don't think so. I hate it. It needs to be changed. Look, I'm older than you and probably more who knows what the people in the chat. You're the oldest one here. And, yeah, I mean, money can set you up. <laughs> but someone made the comment, not everyone makes big dollars. They're chasing the buck, but they don't make big dollars. And then they've blown their chance at a college education, which can set them up with connections and with a profession, can change their lives. See, this is what's lost in all of it. All we talk about is the wins and losses, and we watch these guys going in the portal every day. You watch them interview, and they're talking about making big money. I'm getting this money. I'm getting the bigger bag, and I get it. I, I get it, but what... But really, what saddens me as I'm watching this guy, who's an 18-year-old dude, right out of high school, and he is blowing an opportunity to get an education. 
That is not even on the radar anymore. So I, I saw a question. I think it was in this article I was reading. <clears throat> what happens if a kid goes, you know, I'm not, you've offered him a million bucks to play. And the guy goes, because there's no contracts right now. There's nothing. That, what happens if the kid goes, I'm not going to school. What are you going to do? Just paid me a million bucks. When do they start stop going to school? There's just so many things. I'm just saying that. And whoever said oh, it in the, in the chat, it's about character too, and development, and maturing. Making a few hundred thousand dollars right now is not going to carry them in the next ten, in the next three decades of their life. They're missing an opportunity, all for the bag, and they're going to look back on it, and it's going to be a massive mistake. And we adults in the room are not taking care of it. Another rant. There you go. Well, there's still rules in place that they have to be attending school. Like, you can't just. For now. Well, yeah. But like you said, what if a guy just does stops going to school? You can't play for the team if you're not going to school. Now, I know it's lenient and things like that. But that's still in place. You like, think? You still have yeah, to be. But I think you think it's not lenient? Yeah, it's lenient. Okay, but we I think what Gary's saying. Okay, what if what if I'm a, a guy? I come into whatever school they they pay me a million dollars to be their player, and then I just say, you know what? I'm not playing anymore. I'm out. I'm retiring from football, and you paid me a million dollars. What's what's the recourse on that? Can they sue him? There's no. There's no. That's not the thing. right now. Not right now. And like, how is that a thing? How how is that that there's no checks and balances on this at all? I, I want to get your opinion real quick. We've been ranting on this for half an hour, so I, I think that we've wrapped it up. But here's here's a thought, and I'm curious people's opinion on this. I think that there are some very simple things that can be done to make it so that their student these guys can't just jump and go and bounce all over the place, right? So this was from another Twitter account, Utah Football Stats and Analytics. Mm-hmm. Good follow, by the way. So his his idea is this. Players transferring after playing more than 50% of a season's games need to sit out the next season for at least 50% of those games. So if you've played eight games this year, you have to sit out, you know, eight games next year. That used to be the rule with transfers. If I transfer, I don't get to play for a whole season. I think they need to bring Bring something back. back like that. They need to bring something back like that. If I've played, you know, I want to be careful but like, look, Mikey Matthews is leaving. Okay. We all know it. I don't know where he's going. I don't know the reason why he's leaving. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's making, doesn't matter, but his situation, he played a bunch for us this year. And now he's going presumably to another power five school, maybe even in the same conference as Utah. I think that those rules need to say, okay, you're transferring. You're staying on the same division level. You have to sit out a year. I think you bring those rules back, and it makes guys think. I, I, I'm all for that. To me, it's like it should start at the portal. If you made it tougher to just transfer, whenever. Uh, if you if you brought it back, like you said, James, to say if you if you transfer, you got to sit out a year, put some meat on some of that. That would that would really go a long way to stop some of this and some of that. Yeah. But let me ask two. Two more. Two, a question. Let me ask this question. And I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to answer if you don't want. But the question is, you know, who's going to rein it in? I think, I don't remember which one of you said it. Who's going to rein this in? Well, I look, I ask myself, is 
because I off your tweet, James, someone had tagged Mark Harlan. He mm-hmm. said, "Are you listening to the? Are you seeing this, Mark? Are you hearing what the fans are saying? Because most everybody was agreeing with us that we yeah. there's a there's trouble out here in football land. Do you see it?" And I thought to myself, "So is Harlan going to be the guy to reel it in?" And here's here's why I'm not all jumping in on that because of two of, of two reasons. One is he was right up front in trying to save the Pac-12. And you remember all his his talk about the TV deal. I made a fool of myself after I listened to him one one day talking about the TV deal that was going to be good and we're all going to be good. And I thought, man, okay, I trust this guy. And and his basically everything he said and the, and the aura that he put out about the Pac-12 and its survival and the and the TV deal total garbage. It went the complete opposite way. So yeah, it's kind of tainted my view toward his ability to do it. That's just that's just me throwing out what I was thinking today. Any thoughts on that? Well, no. I mean, we do say, and I, the NCAA, they are useless, but at the same time, they still do govern this stuff. They're the ones that make these transfer rules. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that dropped the rule that you have to sit out for a year if you transfer. They're the ones that allowed it to be that you can transfer multiple times. Like, they are the ones that set these rules, so they should be the ones to then rein it back in and put these back in place. And I do want to address this point in the chat about, because I've seen this a lot of that coaches can leave teams at any time and they don't have to sit out. Okay. There is a difference between coaches and players. We need to acknowledge there is a huge difference between coaches and players. They should not be treated the same way. Coaches are under contract. They are employees of a school. It's extremely different. There is a job. They're doing a job. A player is a player. It's different. I I keep seeing this argument. I don't buy into it. Yeah, a coach can leave. If he's offered a different contract for more money to advance his career, that's how careers work. But a player is getting a free education, all this stuff we've talked about. The player shouldn't be able to just leave at the same time. I don't know. I, I'm not asked. I'm not. I'm not getting emails asking me to pay additional additional money to keep my coaches. And you know, hey, hey, James, I know you just did all of this, and you probably spent four thousand dollars in the last calendar year to support your team. Um, but can you donate some more money so that we can keep our guy? Like that. That's. It's not happening that way. They are. Getting, they're already getting paid by the school. Um, it. It. I get the. I. I've seen the argument. I understand the argument. Um, but the, the player's mobility, Brent, I'm with you. The NCAA is useless, but it would not take much. No, take a couple of rules. It, it wouldn't take anything. It would take three rule changes. It'd take three rule changes that say, Hey, next year, here are the three rule changes. You are an employee. Now you have to abide by these rules. You're on the contract and, and you're up and, and you're, and you're going, if you transfer, you got to sit out for an entire year. Um, and, and there you go. I don't know. So Well, and I think it's it's a dangerous, slippery slope to start treating players and coaches like they are the same because you're already getting to that where these players are suddenly making money, 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 and some of the players are probably making more than some of the coaching staff. So 100%. why is a player 
going to respect and listen to a coach if he, well, I'm making more money than you, so I don't have to listen to you. Like, we're, we're messing. I mean, NFL is that way. But if you're in the NFL, hopefully you're at least treating it like a profession. And I get it. We're, we're teetering on that college football players should be employees. But it's, I don't, it's, it's a mess. It's a slippery slope. It's going to, it's imploding and it's having all sorts of consequences. We're just going to keep seeing it. So I'm not sure if you like what I'm about to say. It's fine. I don't like most of the things you say. <laughs> yes, you do. You agree with most of it, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. I think you were talking about talking about Cam. So really, in today's world, is Cam coming back next year because he's Mr. Loyal to the University of Utah and he loves his education and all of that? Or is it that Utah gave him two million bucks to come back? I think we're putting... I think- it, I think it's a mixture, but the idea that oh, I'm just I'm just so loyal to Utah that I'm coming back because I don't want to go anywhere else. No way, man. Not in today's world. If someone came and offered him a five mil, he'd be playing with him next year. How dare Cam's you? Coming, Cam, I, I, how is that dare not true? You? Does anyone think I'm, that isn't correct? His loyalty is based on that two mil he's gaining okay. from the portal. That's that's loyalty now. His, his loyalty is yes. He's obviously making money from coming back to Utah. Question, no question about it. He's making money. But I think that it's it's the pairing of I can come back and I can raise my drop my draft status next year if I play another year. That's where it, it it's a balance. But it, it doesn't hurt that he can say I can come back, I can raise my draft stock, got a good chance, we can have a good team, we can maybe win a championship over there. Oh, and I can make a bunch of money. Okay, it's a win-win all across the board. But no, I'm not dumb enough to think that he loves <laughs> the logo so much that he's going to come back. Isn't that sad? No. No. I am. Yeah, it's he's, sad. He's bad. He's bad moon rising, Gary. He, oh, Bryn, you're, see, you're so, you he, take the glasses off. He loves it so much and he would never betray us. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Yeah, two mil, he's not going right. to, he's not. Are the fans going to put up with this? Honestly, are the fans at some point going to be putting up with this? Every day you, you get on in this transfer stuff. Florida State, half of their offense and def- defensive lines have hit the portal. They're and they're going to be playing and Georgia. This is crazy that are time. transferring is mind-boggling to me. So every day I get on, and there's a no, another five-star such-and-such move-in going here and going there. The kid from the um, – oh, it's Moore, the quarterback for – UCLA transfer. He's going to Oregon, so he's gonna go. He's gonna go be a backup allegedly. now. Is allegedly. that alleged still? Who? The Moore DJ Moore with his first name. Yeah, he's gone. Dante. He's going to Oregon. Is the rumor to go hey. up and sit? So he's he's going from being. I know he got replaced, but a five star has the potential to start somewhere. Now he's going to go sit behind somebody. I don't, it's just, it's all so weird to me. I don't know. Okay, we got to move on. Move on. We have been rambling on this for it's 40 an important minutes. important thing. And, and I guarantee this is going to be off-season conversation that we're going to keep Needs to change or it's unsustainable. Yeah. He's gone. He's, he announced it, according to Shepard Ducks. He's going to Oregon. They're just stockpiling up there, baby. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know they it was the, official. They got I the saw, kid from Oklahoma. 
I'm sure that, that I'm sure that I'm sure that the starting quarterback at Oklahoma just wanted to on his own for no real reason go up to Oregon, you know, and play up there. I'm sure there was no tampering there, huh, Duck fans? And the dude yeah. from uh, isn't he from Florida? The Florida Who? back yeah. is now at Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Don't throw Oregon. accusations about the Ducks. Nike, baby, they got, I'll steal they got their collective is Nike's got, unlimited cash. Freaking. They got money on top of money. It's the same thing that USC did when Lincoln Riley came to town. They went shopping. That's what college football has become. It is mercenaries, shopping. man. They get on and they just, they watch a bowl game and they go, who's the best players in this game? Oh, Jordan Addison from Pitt. Go tell him we'll pay him a whole bunch of money to come over here. That's what teams like Oregon, USC, Alabama, Texas A&M, that's what they're doing. You know why? Because they can. And I can't blame them because they can do it, and there's no rules against tampering. Jealousy. You Maybe some know. of that. You already know, Shepard Duck. Don't, don't come in the chat. Oh, that didn't happen. Own up to it. Own it. There's no rules against it, so go do it. Tampering is part yeah, of the game. Is it, is it actually tampering if – there's no rules Ooh. against it anymore. It's now just it's not the tampering. Land, so. It's coaches steal from everybody all the time. Now it's just who's got the bigger bag. All right. Yeah, I, if not. I was a billionaire, if I was a billionaire Utah fan, you bet I'd be going out there right now and saying, "Hey, Coach Whittingham, who do you want? I'll pay for him." That's what's happening. And again, okay, let's, it's not tampering let's talk, because it's not tampering, but it's tampering. Let's talk Vegas Bowl, people. Forty minutes into this, let's talk. Go for it. Let's talk Vegas Bowl, baby. Like, you need a whole defense. That's that's true. USC needs to go stop paying everybody on the offense and maybe get a defensive player here. And they're there. losing guys All on right. the offense, dude. They lost their backup all their QB. Guys, too. How long till uh, Riley's the uh, head coach at uh, for the for the Chargers? I almost said Dodgers for the Chargers. Chargers. They don't want to be worse. Right. They don't want to be worse. Speaking of Vegas, you want to talk about the Raiders scoring 60, whoa, 63, 63. points the other night? That's but, amazing. I mean, how do you, go from, you go from zero to 63. I don't understand it. It's oh, so <laughs> stupid. Chargers. All right. Vegas Bowl. All right. If you're Vegas in the Bowl. chat, if you're going. Yeah, who's going? Done, who's going? Is anyone going? I mean, to be honest, I don't really know. Well, there's a lot to say about Vegas Bowl. I know they released the depth chart today, which there wasn't anything crazy. I read it, but it was it wasn't there. it wasn't I wouldn't trust that depth chart. I kind of no. wouldn't either. So I read it and I'm going, hey, wait a minute. There's guys on here that aren't Well, yeah. we know we know for sure Ellis, he's out because he had the injury. I think Barton is for sure out with the injury. Um apparently Bernard kind of teased that he might play you know there's been rumblings about rose brandon rose possibly coming in and playing but in all reality we really don't know who's gonna play and who's not gonna play i don't know much about northwestern and again i don't know which of their players are going to be playing or are not going to be playing that's the state that we're in now and it Mm -hmm. it really is lame did you see wit's interview or whatever he says he doesn't He's not even sure who yeah, will be playing, playing in the game. And he goes, and I'm not going to, he, 
he's not going to announce anything if the players haven't announced anything, meaning if anyone's going into the transfer portal. He'll leave it up to them. So he doesn't even fully know who the guys are going into the game. Isn't that wild? Which they traveled today. It's terrible. They traveled I, to Vegas today. Yeah, they left today. I saw the buses. I saw the buses over there. But yeah. Northwestern, they don't have an explosive offense. They got their their coach. You remember their main coach got fired. I think it was halfway through the season because of a hazing incident. And this guy came in and they did some good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. it, it's so, not. They're not a high powered flying offense. Mm-mm. So. Look, I, I, I looked at a couple of guys today who were putting out who they thought were going to play, and they're well-connected guys. So, like, defensively, uh, I think O'Toole's going to be playing. Fillinger's going to play. Tafuna mm-hmm. is going to play. Damuni, Battle. Now it's a secondary. Hall, Richie, Snowden, and Vaughn. So, you know, Broughton's Bishop, gone. Bishop's, Bishop's gone. Um, well, but they... I think That's we're thing. six and a half Bishop, point favorite. Uh, I think it's up to seven and a half. Now. Is it? I just looked at it earlier today. So we're seven and a half now. Yeah. Offensively, at least best I can look at it. You've got McLean, Parks, and Simmons at wide receiver. Uh, King, of course, is the tight end. And someone else I'm forgetting. Um QB's Barnes, again, props for Barnes because he's transferring, but he wants to play this last game, and that's a godsend, to be honest with you, because yeah. if he yeah. didn't play, uh, oh and then gosh. Glover for sure, and I think every every Ute out there understands we, there's been rumors about J.J., but no one's heard anything. We may not know anything <clears throat> until up until yeah, the game or maybe yeah. after the game or well, I don't know. But yeah, Bryn, Bernard was toying with it, and Brandon Rose. That's what I've heard. So I think even with even with the guys that aren't playing, my assessment is we should be able to go in there and beat Northwestern. Honestly, so, I'm not I just know. being a homer on it. We should be able to go and beat them. Northwestern, I, it's hard, right? Like g- getting into the depths of Northwestern is not easy. Um, I tried a little bit today and it was, it was rough. Uh, seven and five overall, they were one and 11 last year. So it's a pretty decent turnaround considering yeah, they they're did. on a three game, they're on a three game win streak. They won the last, their last three games. Um, you know, I went through the big 10, um, all conference team. They had a couple of guys on like the second and third team. So nothing that's crazy. Um, just kind of going through, but you know, the last three games they beat Illinois, uh, Purdue, eh. they beat Wisconsin, uh, which is kind of on the road at Wisconsin. So that's a good win. Um, And then they barely lost to Iowa 7-10, who ended up going to the Big Ten championship game. Beat Maryland, who, eh, and lost to Nebraska. So that's kind of the last. So I think that they're a middle-of-the-road team. I think that I'm with you, Gary. They're not explosive by any means. No, they're not. Uh, It could be kind of a painful game, if I'm being very honest. Uh, I, you know, cause Utah doesn't have much explosion themselves. So I don't know what to expect. I think Utah wins it. I think Utah wins it by a touchdown, maybe 10. Um, but Utah, you know, fortunately Barnes, who's won some games for us, 
and has actually had a few games, some good games, moving the ball, throwing the ball. So he's playing, which is great. Mm-hmm. Glover, uh, oh. against Colorado, man, he was he was tearing it up, and he's experienced this yeah. year, so that's good. If JJ plays, whether he leaves or not, whatever that happens with that, that would be. We have to be able to run the ball, and quite honestly, though, King, he's a threat. I feel like our wide receivers, McLean Parks, we have enough guys if we're mm-hmm. tight to win this game. Well, and defensively, I think that we can we can do just fine. I think the front seven is good. I'm just worried a little bit, but they're not that high. I mean, their passing game isn't that scary, so I, we should be able no. to handle it. I think. I mean, for what it's worth, which I know these things or whatever, but the ESPN predictor has us at a 77% chance of winning. Um, you know, so whatever that means, because that can always be up and down. But I don't know what Northwestern's defensive stats look like. You know, I, I to be know. honest, I haven't done a lot of looking into it because it is hard. And I'm going to be very honest. It's hard for me to get super excited for this game. I honestly um, forgot they played this week until I we just, talked. You losers! Just, no, like there's there's so much going on. Losers, Gary. You know losers, saying, everyone, though. you agree? It's, they should it's know. It's hard to get. It's hard to get super excited about a game when I don't even know who's going to play. They don't know who's going to play. People have left the team before the bowl game. And Rose, you made the good point about. And Joel Klatt, he talked about it. The the timing of all of this is so stupid of -hmm. the fact that players transfer out before the season's even over. This is so dumb. Yeah. And so it is. It's like it's made bowl games just blah. Like, it's not fun anymore. It's not exciting. I get that it's fun for the players. It's good experience it's good practice time it's good all of that for them but as a fan it's like yeah. meh it's a lot whatever. of makeshift teams unfortunately well it yeah. is crazy how how you're right Brent. I, I mean a player can be on a new team before the bowl game I, so I, nate johnson just announced he's going to vanderbilt so he has left utah and he's on a new team before the bowl game has been played his team is that's, still gonna play just, and now he's gone to another his team team's still playing and he's 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 on a new team like they it is kind of well, wild it has broken it has broken bowl games it used to be really fun where it was like we're playing a team we would never play otherwise in a bowl game right like we played georgia tech that one year it's like oh that's pretty cool we've never played georgia tech now i have no idea who's playing for utah i have no idea if this is the full northwestern team i have no idea it, it it's meaningless and it, it does. It kind of sucks. It's not even just bowl games, though. I mean, look at the kid from Texas, the quarterback from Texas. He's not playing in his team's playoff game. The backup guy who actually played this Malik, year. When, yeah, Malik yeah, Murphy. Didn't He's play. not playing in the playoffs because of the way this whole thing is set up. So, again, yeah. we're not going to go backwards and ramble on more. But it was a good point, Rose, that it – it's ruined bowl games for sure, and it's even bleeding into the championship-level games. It's so stupid. Well, I think it'll be fun. I'm expecting a win. You know, there's parts of me I wish I, I would be there. I mean, it's in the Raiders Stadium. It's a very spiritual experience, like I keep saying. Anyone that goes there is going to have a spiritual experience at the Raiders Stadium. 
I just um, looked up tickets. What do you think ticket, tickets are for the cheapest right now? What, it's, it might surprise you a little bit. That's a good question. 90 100? bucks. No, $68. 900 bucks to get in? Gary, let's go. Want to go? It's the 23rd. That's like the 40. toughest part. Yeah. It's, it's Christmas week. That's that's rough. That's rough. So I admire everyone who's going. I'd love to be able to go. But yeah. it's not going to happen. I want to see the guys it's, win. They're going to win. Oh, they're going to win. Battle's playing. They're I heard going. Have fun. Yeah, I mentioned Battle. Playing. He said he's playing. Yeah, Battle's playing. He's excited and going to miss the guy. He had a good year. So Yeah, I like him. Okay, Gary. Yes, ma'am. Um, you Let's talk a little bit of Christmas since we're a week before Christmas. We asked you when it was Halloween time, your favorite Halloween candy, and it was the weirdest answer I've ever heard in my entire life. What's your favorite, like, Christmas treat? And James, what's yours, too? Like, I like wassail. That- wassail. Same. Really? Does anyone, oh, everyone yeah. likes wassail. Wassail. I'm not a candy cane guy. I like uh, wassail and those chocolate kisses. Wassail is amazing. You can get chocolate kisses all year round. Yeah, but do you don't? They're made for. They're, they're, they come out at Christmas. No, you hey, Gary can took, get candy Gary took mine. all year. No, okay, who eats those little candy kisses year round, Bryn? Nobody. Everybody. Nobody. No. They always come out at Christmas. It's the candy canes no. that come out, and I don't like candy canes. <sighs> Waiting for Gary to say straight molasses. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. I can't think of one. See, now you that, came that, at me, and I was I was normal. No, it's it like mine's like the Wassel's peppermint, amazing. the peppermint ice cream that you can't get. That mm-hmm. you actually can't get year round, oh, Gary. Ice cream. Don't like pepper. I'm not a peppermint guy. Oh, peppermint ice cream is the best. Do you still believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> uh, Dang, I wish he, I wish he did exist. Do you remember the day you knew he didn't exist? Does people remember? Yeah. I remember finding out vividly. Me too. My my jerk of an older sister told me. Out of oh, revenge. we should have put a should have put a disclaimer, disclaimer on here, Gary. You just Eggnog. Eggnog's garbage. I actually like eggnog. Egg but now with a Coke in it. I just I eat my egg I, I drink my eggnog straight. Come on, Gordon. Straight. With Diet Coke. That sounds awful. That sounds terrible. Cherry Coke. Oh, no, Michelle. Cherry candy canes? Oh, no, 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 no. I like the Sorry. like the fruity ones, like no. the blue and the yellow. Those are yummy. Those are good. Well, there you have it. That's what other... Huh? <laughs> yeah, hold on. I got to tell my story. Texas Mike wants to know. Uh, my jerk of an older sister is the one that broke it to me. Uh, I can't remember the entirety of the story, but I was making fun of her. Or doing something. How old that. were you? And fifteen. I was old enough. Fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> I was old enough where it wasn't like I was like six and de- you know I probably was like nine. Right, you're kind of at that age already where you're kind of questioning things. And she was in a bad mood, and she was like, "You know what, James? Uh, Santa Claus isn't real, and neither is Easter Bunny." And she went off on a whole tangent, and I have not forgiven her to this day probably deserved it you were being a little you know 25 <sighs> yeah i was i know but i have all the things like of all the things for revenge to bring that one in good grief good one 
You want to answer that question, you too? Oh, about how we feel about being in the Big 12? Yeah. We talked about that. I'd much rather be in the Big 10, but here we are. Others are saying we're not happy about being in the Big 12. I'm excited about it. I'm just it. happy that I'm excited about it. I'm just thrilled we didn't get left out. Look, I'm looking at Oregon State and Washington State, and I'm just glad I'm not one of them. So yeah. I think it's going to be no, fun. We did, a whole, we did a whole reaction episode when we got invited, and no, we're excited. Like, it's a we're sad oh, that the Pac 12 is going away, but no, we're excited. It's a whole new adventure next year. It's going to be interesting. You're going to the game. I hope it's a blast. Drive safe if you're driving. Yeah, travel safe. Go, Utes, whoever's playing. Some wassle. Well, I, eggnog Barrett. and wassail mix. Eggnog and waffle <laughs> mix. Man, that that'd be interesting. Oh, here we go.